The drinking afterwards is always phenomenal. Well, that's the best part of that sport. This is Tall Can Audio. What's going on, everybody? Welcome inside episode 1081 of the Tall Can Audio podcast. My name is Matt Robinson, coming to you from our studio in beautiful Bytown, Canada. We're on social media at Tall Can Audio. You can give us a follow there. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you're hearing us right now. And it's a good day in the studio. It's a, it's a beer-focused day in the studio, as many of them are, but uh, this one especially. Everybody, Andy Need is back. What's happening, man? Hi, Matt. <laughs> Glad you're back. It's been a long day. You've told us out in the green room there. Yeah, geez. Yeah. I hate driving. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I would have liked to have been on uh, episode 1080. Yeah. Because that's like the uh, the call number for CKOC in Hamilton. <laughs> that's right. I'm originally yeah. from, that would have been... Okay. That would have been a nostalgic moment for me. See, I tried to sell Rob on, because uh, he was in here for 1080. It was also the name of a snowboarding video game for the N64 back in the day. It was 1080 snowboarding. He just blank stare back at you, right? He had no idea what was going on with that either. So... There's always something, right? Always a number we can tie in. Uh, you've brought us some beers today. We're going to talk about some stuff going on over at the brewery. We're always up to talk about the industry, all these sorts of things. But what are we starting with today? Uh, we're going to start with Opa. Um, that's kind of like our, our West Coast uh, IPA. Uh, and the reason I brought this one back is the last time I was here doing the uh, a show with you, um, we had a mishap with the last batch. Right. So it was less opa e. <laughs> Than this OPA. So this is now back to the original recipe. The OG OPA. That's it. So (laughs) redemption. Yeah. All right. And uh, this has always been, this one doesn't seem to ever, like you you always seem to keep this one on. Is that right? It doesn't go away and come back. No, no. That's, uh, this is probably one of my, yeah, it's it's a flagship IPA for the brewery, but it's also one of my favorite as well as Bijou and Cranshaw. I brought out the three IPAs and I love them all. When when you think of like all the beers that we do though, just to give you some sort of context, I will mm-hmm. say my beers are my favorite. My IPAs are my favorite, especially when you compare it to things that we do, kind of like the Mr. Brown has gone coconuts, like a very popular beer for people, but it's it's not my go-to. Right. I make it because it, it pays the bills. Sure, people right? love it. I got some sitting in the fridge that I picked up last week, so. Or say with our sours, too. Like, I we, we try to make sours that, uh, you know, are, are incredibly appealing to uh, to craft beer drinkers, especially people new getting into sours. Right. But once again, I'm not really a sour beer guy. Yeah. Uh, I always like making things that are unique and creative, but mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily always mean that it's going to be something that I'm crushing. Okay. Right. So. A little bit of something for everybody, right? That's it. That's it. Gotta, That's how you got to make money, right? Spread the love. Um, you guys got something coming up. Oh, actually, a couple events coming up. Why don't we start there? We'll uh, we'll get that out there and then uh, we can get into a bunch of other things here. But uh, what's coming up over at the brewery? Who we should talk about first. Uh, I think the one I'm uh, most excited about is our vinyl night that we do on Thursday. So we did a, a trial vinyl night uh, last Thursday. Um, it was a lot of fun. But what makes this Thursday's vinyl night super exciting. So that'll be the 16th. The 16th of March, that's correct. Yep. Is that um, we're also having a Euchre tournament. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of fun. So... It, the Euchre Tournament starts Thursday. It runs for four weeks. It ends April 6th, I believe. Um, you sign up as a pair and uh, you get uh, four beers. So each each player gets their first beer or 20-ounce pour. 
for their registration fee or fee. Okay. But the fee actually works out that you're only paying for three of those four beers. So okay. we're giving you a free one. Nice. On your fourth week, and there's prizes. So each week, the uh, the team that wins the most points uh, will get a twenty dollars gift card to share for the following week that they come in. So now they've got more free beer for sure, the winners. Yeah. Losers just get the beers that they paid for so far, <laughs> and anything else that they purchase. Yeah. But after the four weeks, we uh, tally the points for all the uh, the pairs, the teams, mm-hmm. and the team with the overall most points after four weeks. Uh, they each get a $25 gift card from Odds and Sods, our friends down the street that own a, uh, a sweet vinyl shop. On okay, Maryville. nice, yeah. Uh, they get a sweet uh, record carrying bag, and they also get each a, a 12-pack of beer from us, yep. and they can just select whatever beers that they want. There's no... Uh, Pre-packed. There's no, yeah, yeah there's no stipulation. In sure. Like, you know, so they can go for all the uh, highest-priced uh, uh, cans that we have, <laughs> if, if that's their... Prerogative, yeah. Yeah, if that's what they want to do. Um, are you any good at Euchre? I am, yeah. I mean, I spent most of uh, my high school skipping class uh, <laughs> so I could join people on their lunches to play euchre in tournaments. So I'm pretty good. I don't have a partner yet. No, okay. So if anyone wants to partner with me, that that being said, I can't win any of the right. prizes. That would be, that'd be <laughs> a, a little dick, unethical. A dick yeah. move. But uh, I'll definitely be there just uh, to spin some tunes and play some euchre and have some fun. And hopefully... Um, you know, I could partner with someone that's completely terrible so that, uh, I can help other teams rack up some points if they play us. Um, a couple weeks ago there, our friend Michaela, who you met, we did a show over at the brewery there. She ran a a women's sports trivia night on behalf of TSN 1200. And, uh, her husband was talking to me and we were going to enter a team together, but he's like, I can't really win. He's like, I don't know if I'm good enough to win, but like the optics of her husband winning we're going to be terrible, right? And he's, I don't know if he, how he ended up making it, but uh, that was very much on his mind was how that was going to look, right? <laughs> that so. would be, if he did win, like that would call yeah, everything exactly. in, into suspicion. Yeah. Um, like. My family, we, I got some some people in my family who play a, a lot of Euchre um, or did. I was never one of them and it's because they were so intense. Like I have a fairly limited attention span for cards to begin with. Like I'll sit down and play for a half hour and I'm good or whatever. But like, they would pair off and have like their own table at the other end of the dining room and like play for hours. And if you'd ask a question, you'd just kind of get this stink eye, like not now, like busy, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> they're very focused on this game. So it was very hard to get into. Yeah. Play to win. Yeah. Well, that was what it was coming through for sure. My, I had great aunts and uncles <laughs> who'd come by and, and my dad got really, uh, yeah, he's, uh, people take their cards seriously. I was always a bit more into poker. It was a little less intense, I guess. Yeah. Tell me about Vinyl Night. Like what's, is it a theme each week or how does that work? Uh, I was thinking I would do uh, themes and um, I'm still thinking about, uh, you know, the theme that I'll do this week. I think, you know, maybe I'll start off with something, uh, you know, that's probably acceptable to everybody. Just do a little bit of classic rock. Yeah. Uh, my my musical sort of tastes, you know, tend to, to drift into places that not everybody might dig. <laughs> I was having a conversation with... Um, Dave Schomburg last week. Right. And, you know, I think, oh, this guy's in the, yeah. Yeah, you think he's in the radio. He yeah. knows everything about music. Sure. And I was asking him, I was telling him about like King Missile, like one of the most hilarious bands ever. <laughs> and he'd never heard of the song Detachable Penis. And then we'd all be drinking. So it was kind of like, you've never heard of Detachable Penis. He's like, no, I've never heard of it. No, seriously, you've never heard of <laughs> Detachable Penis. And he's like, no, I've never heard of it. What else do they sing? Uh, Jesus is way cool, but you've never heard of detachable. And I just kept going on until he finally told me to shut up. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't believe that people would have heard that song because that was huge in Toronto. Anyway, when 
where in Toronto. Is it? I, I'm with Dave at this point. I'm uh, not familiar with the detachable penis. That would have been... Uh, As the good listener is hearing us right now, it's playing underneath us. I will have gone back and editing <laughs> and uh, whatever. So uh, Probably like 1995 to yeah. 98, somewhere in there. Okay. Um, I mean, it, it had a lot of radio play on CFNY, which is now... The Edge. The Edge, yeah. In Toronto. Like, so okay. that's what I was listening to back when I was a, a puppy. And what was the band? King Missile. King Missile. <laughs> yeah, they have a great version of, uh, a live version of Jesus is Way Cool. That's where they'll listen to. Okay. Especially for those people that do cocaine, they might like Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I honestly, I, and it's probably just a, I don't know, a simplicity thing or, you know, my generation, right? You got your smart speakers and your whatever and vinyl. I, I just never got that into it. And, and to say my generation, I got a cousin who's like 10 years younger than me and he's huge into it. So um, I guess it's for everybody, but like. Just the bother of it, right? And having to make sure you laid down the, you know, the needle and all these, whatever. I'll just put a CD on or an MP3 or whatever. But I, I do certainly understand the warmth of the sound, right? It's just a totally different vibe when you're listening to some vinyl as opposed to, yeah, an MP3 or whatever. Well, it's kind of, it's a kitschy fun thing, uh, you know, and I always encourage people if they want to bring their, their records along. Oh, nice. We've got a pretty sweet uh, needle on that thing. It's, okay. uh, it's a Reagan, a Riga, sorry, a Riga Carbon. I don't know. Pay like 150 bucks for it. Sure. To me, that's expensive. Okay. <laughs> Especially for something so small. Yeah. But I mean, what I find, like, I've got a, a fairly decent home audiophile system at home mm-hmm. that's super immersive. And I mean, that's where I like to enjoy vinyl. Right. I mean, because you can, it, it wraps around you. 100%. You know, if you've set it up in your room and you've got your soundstage and all that, and it's groovy. Yeah. But I find it at the, the brewery, it's more just kind of like kitsch value. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to get that immersive sound because you're going to have the din of the crowd and the sure, yeah. the glasses and it's, uh, you know, it's, I it's, think more, it's, just, it's almost more background noise in there, but, but it does have a vibe to it. It does have a reason to bring people in. Right. And I, I have, um, like sitting around here in the studio, I have a bunch of like really high end headphones and they're, you know, different, uh, audio files you can download that get you old concerts and stuff like that at almost vinyl quality. And I love that kind of thing. And I've always sort of invested in that more than the idea of a vinyl system, because most of the time the people that I'm with don't want to listen to what I'm listening to anyway. So why have it as a, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, the studio's built out of the side of a condo as well. So there's not a ton of extra room here. And and so I, I do understand the value of like just getting lost in whatever music you're listening to and have it at high quality, but I've just kind of gone about it, I guess, in a slightly different way. And Oh, it's you know, to each their own, right? Like tonight, uh, I'll probably sink into the uh, the audio system and a lot more beers once yes. I pick up my kid and drop him off at home, <laughs> right? Because uh, I've got some creative work to do, so I like to to get into that, you know, six beer deep into the know. zone. Yeah, my best ideas all come in that zone. But like the next morning, you're like, I don't know, was that just a drunk idea? Or was that a good idea? And you have to like run it by somebody else, right? Yeah, you show Bridget. <laughs> yeah. yeah, is this name inappropriate? This seemed really fun last night. Is am it I still getting, fun this morning? Am I getting canceled? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, if you haven't been canceled yet, you're not getting canceled. Sweet. Yeah, cancel proof the uh, the Need a Beer Company. <laughs> so that is the next four weeks, the Euchre Tournament in uh, you know at the same time as the Vinyl Nights. Yeah, and then uh, this Friday, right, March seventeenth. This is like a big deal for this is, this is this is beer like holiday. Christmas for brewery owners, right? It's kind of like my mecca, you know. Uh, 
I better be careful. Right yeah, right there. Said, oh, he's going to get canceled like three minutes after we said he couldn't be Jiminy. <laughs> no, it's big. Like St. Patrick's Day probably is the most important uh, beer day for me uh, at the brewery right after Oktoberfest. And you think, you know, Andy, you're half German. Why isn't it Oktoberfest? And I think with St. Patrick's Day, I have more fond memories uh, of partying than I do of Oktoberfest because I still, I'll be honest with you, have not been to Oktoberfest in Munich. Like that's a a bucket list item. So until that happens, St. Patrick's Day will still be ahead of Oktoberfest until I go to Oktoberfest. And October, I always miss it. It's always at like the end of September and you're like, what, what's happening? <laughs> well, it's weird, right? It's, it's traditionally the Germans will have it all through September and right. then it ends the first weekend in October. Okay. So, I mean, it's all, the month of September is all training. But <laughs> building up to the, for, the for, pinnacle. For some of us, we've been training our whole life every day, you know. Yeah. Um, no, I'm with you there. Like I, I've, well, why don't we stay on the event first? We can get into St. Patty's Day shenanigans in a second but tell me about uh what's going on at the brewery on st patty's day well there's there's no uh cover to get in um we're gonna be playing attention the uh we have the pogues playing pretty much all day or music similar to the pogues if uh we run out of some streaming options yeah uh we'll be murphy's yeah we'll be casting uh or streaming sorry uh all the leprechaun movies i'm looking forward to leprechaun in space i think that'll be a sweet one or see i'm not familiar with these movies at leprechaun all leprechaun in the hood no. <laughs> um well i mean if you look at jennifer aniston leprechaun the very first movie, i would like to look at jennifer aniston that's like, uh, where she made her big break yeah. she didn't okay, do any subsequent okay. leprechauns i don't believe no. but uh i had the original uh dvd uh trilogy of the leprechaun <laughs> and somewhere it's it's missing now i can't find it so we'll just have to stream it. Uh, so are these like sci-fi or horror or comedy or cartoon? They're, they're very, the yeah, they're just like B-level goofball horror okay. movies, right? And they're just <laughs> ridiculous. And they get more satirical, uh, you know, as you get through all the series of films. Right. But, uh, I mean, you got to have something on that's fairly Irish. Sure, of course. But just closed caption, though, because yeah. we don't, uh, we'll be playing the we've got pokes. the pokes. Yeah, we don't want to, um, you know, ruin the pogue moment. No. Uh, there will be... We'll be giving away uh, prizes to people that uh, have the best St. Uh, Patrick's Day spirit. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. I'll be wearing full green and a crazy outfit. and uh, No later hosen this time? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. It would be odd. Yeah. Uh, maybe green later hosen. There you go. Okay. Uh, so I've got an outfit, um, you know, and, you know, if people show up and uh, they're also wearing uh, very slick outfits for St. Patrick's Day, they will be rewarded. Okay. Um, I like that. And I think the uh, the most fun thing, and we haven't done this since the uh, the pandemic. Uh, this will be our first uh, cask event as well. So we're bringing back uh, the Tears of a Sasquatch, which yeah. was uh, I think two years ago was one of the the beers that we entered into the Advent beer calendar. Yeah, uh, and it's a uh, it's an espresso toasted coconut stout. Oh my God, yes. Um, you know, I've been playing with the idea of adding a couple of extra special ingredients <laughs> just to take it to like the next level. Sure. But uh, I mean, what we're doing with that, like, because we're only doing a 20 liter uh, pin. Okay. Uh, we'll probably only get around 40 pulls out of that, like 40 12 ounce glasses. Yeah. So what we're trying to do is uh, pre-sell those online so people that really want it are guaranteed to get it because it will be reserved for them. Right. Uh, so you don't have to buy tickets to come to the event, but if you want to get in on the tiers of a Sasquatch, you should pre-order that at the website. Yeah, and that kind of helps us to, you know, get a 
gauge of you know who might be attending, so we can make sure that we staff it accordingly. Right, right, right. and we'll we'll have extended hours. Like we're going to stay open till about eleven p.m. and then uh, we'll see what happens after that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, that was in the twenty twenty one calendar. Yeah. Does that sound right? Yeah. The Tears of Sasquatch. Yeah, it it's a little bit of everything that I that I love about the Need a Beer Company. As you know, I'm a big into the 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 Mr. Brown is gone coconuts. And the Perfectum was maybe the first beer I ever had from the Need a Beer Company. Uh, always been a big stout guy, both in size and in taste in beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to have that kind of tied in together, I remember enjoying it. You brought a couple of those over, I think, to do the show before that year's calendar. And I just fell in love with it right away. And so it's it's been a while. It's been gone. And so I've already jumped on, made sure I've got mine waiting for me. Nice. It's, yeah. Nice. Uh, have you guys had... Pre-pandemic St. Paddy's Day parties, like you said, this is a big deal for for brewers for obvious reasons. People want to get big into beer. What's uh... yeah? We've always had St. Patrick's Day parties uh, if they were uh, during normal business hours. Uh, what was fun a few times uh, early on when we were operating is uh, Brew Donkey was uh, ramping up as a business as well. So that's the bus tours that take you brewery to brewery here in town. Yeah, and. Uh, Brad had signed up with uh, Live 88.5 to do a promotion. Oh, okay. Where you could win tickets online for a free St. Patrick's Day uh, brewery bus tour. And our brewery was always included. Right. Uh, which was great for us in terms of exposure. <laughs> sure. But, um, it, you know, that was uh, one year we may or may not have had a cask that we shouldn't have been serving people <laughs> that we did. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> And okay. uh, there were certain members, and I won't <laughs> name names either, but there were certain uh, members of the uh, Live 88.5 staff that uh, enjoyed it more than other <laughs> members of the... Uh... Okay. <laughs> it's a day where things happen, right? Things yeah. go off the rails a little sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah I, I can remember like early on, like before I learned how to drink good beer, St. Patrick's Day was... Just like a piss up, right? You're in college and whatever is around is around. But I can remember going and getting a bunch of Guinness to take back to the house for the boys there that uh, that I was living with in college. I don't think a single one of us enjoyed it. It was mm. just like, that's what you're supposed to drink on St. Patrick's Day. But I hadn't yet learned how to enjoy a Guinness, right? I hadn't yet developed my beer taste buds. And so you buy like these Guinness, you each have one or two and you're kind of, eh, I, I get it. I've done my part. And then you just go back to drinking I don't know, Canadian or whatever the fuck else was, was going on at that point, right? Adding too much green dye. And then when you vomit Always. at the end of the night, yeah. you stain yeah, everything. I know, exactly. There's green puke stains <laughs> everywhere. I cannot get this out. Were you there? Seems like you visited this slash every college house on St. Patrick's Day, right? Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things we've advertised for our St. Patrick's Day party is there will be no vomit green free. beer because okay. that's just dumb. They you say know. it's actually bad for you. Is that true? I didn't. Uh. I, I don't know. I just, um, we can Google that. Sure. But uh, <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm not a big fan of uh, putting dye in my beer because it's right. perfect just the way that it is. I agree so with that. So why would you yeah. want to ruin it? Went down one night to, it was after one of the NHL lockouts and I won tickets to the first Leaf game of the season because they'd been off for half the year and uh, went to, I think it was just like a Jack Astor's two blocks from the arena or whatever. And they were advertising blue beer to welcome the Leafs back. Yeah, fuck it, whatever. Drank a bunch of it and yet second intermission at the urinal. You're like, I should see a doctor. What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) And I read the next morning just somebody saying, you know, don't be putting dye in your 
food or your beverage. Like it's not good shit. It's 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 not good for you. And uh, I don't know. But I'm I'm with you. I sort of understand if you're just sort of a you know run of the mill roadhouse or whatever, and you're just throwing green shit in there to be festive. But yeah, if you're an actual brewery that's hanging your hat on the quality of your beer, yeah, mm-hmm. no, we're probably not going to put colors and additives and shit in it. Right? No, I think a fun way you could do it in. Um uh, my friends over at Five Paddles, they do like a really nice uh, basil Italian lager, but they don't add so much basil that it changes the color of the beer. Right. But you could get like a bunch of basil mm-hmm. and puree it and then add it to the beer and you would you would get some color influence there and you could green the beer. But for St. Patrick's Day, I mean, this is a great idea that I've just come up with. <laughs> But it wouldn't make much sense because like, okay, why are we drinking basil beer on St. Patrick's Day? A lot of people would be confused by that. Right. But you could do it naturally and not not get sick. Not have blue pee. Unless there's a limit to how much basil you can consume (laughs) in one serving, then we'd have to- This will turn out to be, what is it, the old, the cinnamon test or whatever? That's it, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh shit, I had no idea that was going to happen. So- this will be, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the St. Patty's Day party. I'm not super familiar with the Pogues. I'm going to be quite soon, I can tell, uh, based on how this is going to play out. But we should put it out there once more. No ticket necessary. But if you want to check out that Tears of a Sasquatch, yeah, if jump wanna... online, needabeer.com, and, uh, and, and pre-order your pint of... Uh, guarantee. Guarantee yeah. yourself a pour. Right. I'm looking forward to that a lot, man. Maybe we could have like a Shane McGowan who was the lead Sounds singer Irish. of the Pogues for some time until they kicked him out. Right. But there's a man that made a lot of bad choices and as a consequence took a lot of uh, fistful of knuckles. So didn't have a lot of teeth. <laughs> okay. So there's some really unflattering pictures of him online as he'd gotten a bit older. Right. And was more of, you know, showing his finest gums than teeth. <laughs> that we could have a Shane McGowan lookalike party. And uh, whoever looks like in the crowd can. Nobody know. wants to win that. <laughs> somebody wants a free beer would. Get somebody drag you out. Someone with the same problem Shane McGowan had. Yeah. <laughs> drag you outside the brewery, fire a couple of knuckles in there and send you back in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not so sure. I mean, the Dropkick Murphys have always been my, uh, they're good. Band, my yeah. St. Patty's yeah, Day yeah. band for sure. And Spirit just, of the West always have of some. Of course. Yeah. Some, uh, with some good Canadian content. We'll slip that in for sure. Nice. But, uh, nice. Um, is there a. You know, it, I assume we can count on the uh, the prizes for most enthusiastic St. Patty's Day reveler to be beer related. Yeah, mostly yeah. beer stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I got another beer to crack into here. We're setting a pace. That's what we can yep. do around here. You've brought a couple. What's the second one we're going with here? Uh, it's Bijou, which is, this is the last few cans of the previous no, batch. The unicorn. Yeah. yeah, the unicorn. Yeah, one. yeah. And... Um, I should be canning the newest batch, uh, hopefully sometime this week. Of would, Bijou, yeah. It would be ideal because uh, I painted myself into a corner. <laughs> so one of the things that happened to our brewery, like many other breweries, is that we just saw costs going up all over the place. Right. And uh, one of the things that you know we decided to do as a brewery even as our rent renewal is looming and it's ridiculous what they're asking. Um, but it's it's what the market will bear, right? So sure. they want us to pay it now. Yep. Uh, we don't want to raise our prices. I mean, for consumers, uh, if we can hold our prices where they are, um, I think we'll do much better in selling beer 
than if we raise our prices. Sure. So for us, then what we have to do is increase our volume uh, of sales. Right. And so one of the things I decided I would do is go on this campaign to sell more beer through the LCBO. Okay. I won't go into you know the ins and outs of it because I don't want to you know give away too many trade secrets because this <laughs> has proven to be unfortunately very successful. Okay. Um, now I've got to get beer out that I've sold uh, over the last few weeks that I didn't have. <laughs> To You're satisfy these orders. A credit card with another credit card. Yeah, so. <laughs> but I mean, if we can continue to do this and work with other partners as well as in the grocery store streams is another area that we're looking at expanding. Right. Um, you know, then through volume, we should be able to hold our prices where they are. And, you know, let's say, see where we are in the next year or two and and uh, hopefully we see prices coming down uh, for for not just us but for everybody where, you know, people can go out and maybe instead of just sort of saying, oh, I'm on a two-beer limit because, you know, times are tight. <laughs> yeah, because my wallet's crying. Yeah, maybe things will loosen up a little bit. So we, we feel the pain and we hear it from our customers too. So we want to find a way to just hold hold the line where it is. So the pod has seen some growth here over the last couple months since uh, the last time you were in. And uh, so what can you tell us about the Bijou here? For anybody who's new around here. It's a, it's a brewed IPA. Uh, and I guess what distinguishes that from, you know, maybe other IPAs, like if you're familiar with a West Coast or, uh, you know, a, Northeast. a, a NEPA, yeah. you know, which actually I just brewed one on Friday with the Brew Baroness. Um, so we're making a hazy one as well. Okay. Um, hazy brew beers. Baroness. Yeah, the Brew I like, Baroness. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, her, um, she's not as uh, regular as her, uh, her partner. Okay. Uh, he's in a lot, but, um, and she came up with the idea of like, you guys have an OPA, why don't you have an OMA, you know, beer as a compliment. And she said, because you haven't really done any hazy IPAs as part of our regular offerings. So right. why don't you make an OMA hazy? I said, fair enough. So OMA. Why, why don't we? What is OMA? OMA is a German grandmother. Okay. So for, for OPA originally was the, uh, the, the Ottawa Pale Ale. Right. But evolved into OPA because my father was my children's OPA to them. His German grandfather. Yeah. And then when we finally did the artwork for uh, the label, we made sure, you know, there was a little bit of German flair on there. And I, my dad even made it on the label. You have to look for him. But <laughs> he's staring in the cabin at the rest of us, you know, slamming beers. <laughs> just like, oh, don't you guys drink tea? Yeah. Because <laughs> we don't. That's for people that don't drink beer. Right. So uh, the Oma is the, uh, the it, partner beer. That's the, it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and my mom, who's an artist, is quite a good artist. Um, she's painted, uh, oh, there's, I have a painting that she did for me that I commissioned of uh, Negan from The Walking Dead that hangs in my office. It used to hang in the brewery, but then people started asking too many questions and, you know, what is that going to cost? And that's really cool. I wouldn't mind having that. And I was like, I'm going to hide that in my office now because yeah, yeah. I don't want that it's to gonna disappear. It's going to disappear. So I might get her to help me commission her uh, her own beer label. Nice. She's not really a beer drinker anymore. She's uh, much older now. So sure. it's... Uh, we all get there, unfortunately, eventually, I guess. Yeah, so it's not uh, into the alcohol anywhere. No. So the, the Bijou then stems from, that's the Oma? Oh no, sorry. So yeah, we, I really went off course there. <laughs> so we have a hazy beer coming called Oma. Right. So the, okay. So the Bijou would be kind of like the opposite of an Oma, mm. uh, in that it's not a hazy beer. It's not going to be uh, a juicy, sweeter beer. Uh, it tends to be a little bit drier. It's naturally quite clear. 
Um, and it, it should have more subtle flavor with uh, much much nicer aroma. And our flavors are more like a tropical kind of a mango citrusy, sure, yeah. which are nice, but it, it's, it doesn't have the, um, the body or that sweetness that you would get, let's say from, from the hazy or juicy beers. Yeah. It's more refined. Okay. You know, it's for those of us that are a little bit more classy. Advanced. Yes. That's it. Okay. <laughs> um, and this one's been around for a bit. I remember, I think this was the final night of maybe the first Advent calendar. The first calendar, yeah. But in the, it's taken – so the concept we introduced uh, in the calendar or introduced that, that style and it's evolved a little bit. We just shifted away. We I think we originally started that one with a New Zealand hop. What was it? can't remember. <laughs> um, but we stopped using it just uh, because it was hard to get access to and it was enormously expensive. Right. And uh, – I thought if we moved to a different sort of group of hops, we would get a much better flavor. Not that the flavor was terrible, but I thought it was very subtle and I wanted something that was a little bit more pronounced. And so we just changed the hops up to, uh, now it's Azeka and Cashmere. Right. Um, yeah, for life me. Fair One enough. of those days. I can't remember what it the happens. hop was. Boo. <laughs> what is the, uh, what's the percentage on, on this one? The Six, ABV. 6.1%. Okay. And is that... Is that where the term brute IPA comes from, that it's a little bit stronger? Or what does that term mean? Well, the style came from a brewery down in San Francisco. Mm. And uh, they originally wanted to call it the champagne of beer. Okay. So it's a light body, a little bit more bubbly, a little more effervescent uh, with softer flavors, similar to that of a champagne. Right. But because champagne is trademarked. Okay. You know, then they said, let's call it a brute. (laughs) And they did. Right. And so then they didn't get sued, which is always a good thing <laughs> sure. not to get sued. You, uh, you referenced a couple of minutes ago there, the, the cost of drinking at this point. And we are what, less than a month away now from increased tax Ugh. on alcohol. And I'm curious how that works for somebody like you, who's running a brewery. Does this, obviously it will affect business because people will buy more or less probably less, I guess, depending on being taxed more. But in terms of actually making it and being a supplier and going out and getting the ingredients, does it change anything for you on that front? Or is it just what you're going to have to charge to sell it? It's just what we're, we're charging to sell it now, right? So that's an additional cost that goes on to the finished product. Right. So what we can do and what we've chose to do is just say, okay, when we go to, let's say the LCBO or the grocery store, the, the beer store, we just say that our our final retail price is what you've always been paying. So then what it means is if the uh, the taxes go up, then mm-hmm. the pre-tax cost of my beer goes down to make up for the increased uh, uh, taxes. So that's got to be rough on your bottom line. That's what I guess you referenced earlier, having to put out more volume, right? Is that? Yeah. I mean, if we can increase our volume, then, you know, we can, we can deal with that cost increase. I mean, we just had ingredient cost increase, you know, just come out last week for us. So, and then uh, at the end of the, uh, the end of this year, if we renew our lease with who we're with, Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to go from $11 a square foot. They want to crank it up to $1,350 a square foot for a 2000 square foot uh, area. So it's looking at all those things and saying, okay, uh, we, we just need to increase our volume. Right. And it's not like a crazy amount. Like if I can increase my volume by $500 a month. Mm -hmm. 
or 500 liters, sorry, a sure. month, yeah. then it's fine, right? We're, we're where we were before. Like it's kind of like the status quo for us mm-hmm. until we kind of figure out uh, what's our, what do we really want to do to grow? Like what's, what's the plan? You know, so that, that's been some discussion going on uh, personally, like, okay, I'm 48. Mm-hmm. I could probably do this till I'm about 60. Then I want to retire. For sure. So can I grind this out for 12 more years, just doing what I'm doing and have a good time? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Sure. You know, if you have to kind of make like these small incremental sort of, you know, adjustments as you go along. Yeah. Adhere to the world around you kind of thing. Then I could do it and I'd be happy doing it because I, I enjoy the lifestyle. Um, but if, you know, we said, oh, we want to go like baller bows. Well, you can't do that anymore, right? You'd, you'd lose a lot of sleep or sleep trying to get there because uh, the landscape's changed uh, quite profoundly um, since the, yeah. the, the pandemic. So I think anyone who wants to open a brewery these days has to look at what's happening right now and then figure out what's the right size and what do they want to really get out of it. If it's lifestyle, come sit down with me, bring me a beer. <laughs> I'll chat with you about yeah, it. Yeah. Like, this, is, this is the way you want to go. But I think if you, uh, you know, you want to do something bigger, you know, you want to take over the global beer market. <laughs> well, I can't offer you much advice Not there. Sure I can, cut out for you. <laughs> yeah. I would be like, well, here's a few examples of some things that have gone wrong in the industry and some breweries that we're losing this year and some we've lost last year and some that are on the ropes this year and look at their size, go and talk to them, ask their story. Um, I mean, this year we have to look for probably four new calendar partners because people who have been in the calendar, uh, won't exist. They just haven't made it. Like it's, it's, they've, they've bailed out. Yeah. They've either bailed out or they're, they're, uh, they've put their businesses, uh, up for sale. Right. So we've had a few, uh, people's minds, actually the, the <laughs> most recent one that just said, we're done and just shut down. And that's just the cost of doing business at this point. They can't make it work. I think for them, it's probably harder because they had a brewery in Toronto and the cost yeah, for okay. like there is just it, rent alone. Don't kill you. Yeah. So I think they, that was a big, uh, it's, when you talk about having to do more with the LCBO and with the beer store and whatever, is it because, and maybe I'm framing this question wrong. It, when this new beer tax or alcohol tax comes in, can I come directly to you at the brewery? and buy it for cheaper than I can at the LCBO or will this be blanket? Why if you're buying alcohol, this is just what it costs now. Yeah. 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 We, is, uh, we actually pay the tax before you pay the tax. And right. So whatever we charge you, we're trying to recover that tax back. Sure. Yeah. Um, but the know, LCBO I, is I a way under... to increase your distribution that gets that volume up. It's, yeah. Yeah. Which is nice. Sure. No, I'm sure. It's helpful. I'm just trying to understand how the, how this all Yeah. And I can't, together. I can't sell it less, uh, than no. what the LCBO listed for, uh, unless it's in a different package size. So, I mean, I think for Bijou, it's 350 a can. Okay. So it's 350 a can across the province through the LCBO and I have to sell it for 350, um, a can. And that's my, just being a good partner with the LCBO? Yeah. Yeah. But... I could offer a four-pack uh, preferred price. <laughs> if you buy four of these, right. you, maybe I give you a dollar off. And I right. get away with that because it's a different package size. Okay. You know, so there's loopholes and yeah, you can get around it. technicalities, all you these know, sorts of things. You want to buy a 100-liter keg, I'm going to give you a favorable <laughs> price. 
by a hundred liter keg. Yeah, hundred liter keg. That's not going to fit in my little fridge right there. I can and uh, I'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah, exactly for the refill. Right, that's boss level. Nice man, that is good beer drinking. Um, it's just interesting to see how this is adapted. Like Rob and I talked about this on a recent episode that was like, I, I sort of get it. Like as a beer drinker or just a drinker in general, I'm annoyed by a tax increase on it, but I get it. We live in a country that has public health care and am I more likely to end up needing medical care than the person who doesn't drink at all? Yeah, probably. <laughs> right? Like at some point you sort of, what do they call it? A sin tax, right? Like you're, yeah. these are the sorts of things that aren't good for you and we're going to tax it a little higher. I don't know. seems fair. I, I remember thinking that about cigarettes and I don't smoke, but so I was sort of like, yeah, tax those guys. Leave me out of it. Well, yeah, but, uh, I think if the government sort of asked us, hey, we'll hold prices for you. You know what I mean? We have a special card. Right. Right? Like a multi-pass. Yeah, okay. And you sign an agreement. You have a contract with the government that says, okay, listen, when you turn 75, we get to Logan's run you. <laughs> and I'm like, down. Or Soylent Green, whatever. Yeah. You're done. 75, you're out. You have to go to the, the DMV or whatever, right. and they run you over. They, now their, their job is dual purpose because you have this contract that you're out at 75, mm-hmm. go to get your license, you get run over. <laughs> then, because most likely, and, it's, and this is very anecdotal, like there's no science behind this or evidence to prove it, but when I look at a lot of people that, uh, that I've known that have passed away, you know, they were chimney smokers or hardcore drinkers. Yeah. They all got past 75. Right. And they weren't really an incredible burden on right. the medical system. But once they creeped a little closer to 80 or they're 80, 81, that's when all the systems started shutting down. Sure. And we're then only you got, built to last you got so the long. Doctors wagging their fingers at you. You know, you could have lived to 85. You hadn't have done all these terrible things. So yeah. I'm thinking, well, you know. But I enjoyed my 81 years. So. Yeah. So <laughs> 75 and out. Yeah. Live your best life. I think there's something to that. And I and then pay less. Yeah. Pay less. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, there's a, you probably won't remember it because it was terrible. In the 90s, there was a sitcom, but it featured like dinosaurs. I think it was just called Dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. I'm the baby. Yes. You got to love me. That's right. Not the mama, <laughs> not the mama, whatever. Yeah. They had a tradition that when a, a woman reached 60, 70 years old, whatever it was, her son-in-law got to lob her off a cliff into a tar pit. <laughs> that's called, fair. It was called that's hurling fair. day. And like <laughs> men around the, would like be congratulating each other. They had special hurling day gloves and these sorts <laughs> of things. And I remember that being a, a big thing. But like there's a certain amount of, yeah, you, you make it this far. You have a good life. And then you probably check it out, right? Like it's the last couple of days are going to suck anyway. So why not get out of here early? But that's what that reminds me of heading to the DMV and getting run over is, uh, is hurling day on, on dinosaurs. Maybe something a little bit more humane so that maybe we, we can convert you into maybe. some sort of like and fancy like if you're food do- product. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're doing fine, we don't still just run you over. But yeah. yeah. If you've become a burden, it's uh yeah, no, we're checking you out. Need a beer. It's made out of people. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> we used to, um, no, I've lost my train of thought. It's gone. <laughs> and he's thrown me way off here. Sorry. It's all right. That's the way the show goes a We've lot of the time. We've gone to sci-fi. Yeah. And that's, uh, unless it's like 
Captain Picard in the next generation. I'm, I'm just not a sci-fi guy. That's so, it. Like yeah. it's mostly, it's sports and beer. That's about it. And, and Picard. Okay. Uh, <laughs> fun fact, mm. uh, team Nita is, uh, entering a team for the curling championship. Really? Over at, uh, Carlton Heights, uh, curling club. So it's my wife, Bridget yeah. and myself okay. and two of my children. Can you still get down low enough to, or are you a sweeper? I can do it all. People are surprised. I am a little surprised to hear you can do this. My agility. Your athleticism. Yeah. I had a woman, like I was sweeping really hard because the, they, (laughs) they were mixing us up. You never always get to play with the same people all at the same time because it was a developmental league. Okay. And, uh, there's this, this one woman we were playing with and she would always throw light Mm -hmm. and you'd have to sweep like a dickens to get it over the (laughs) hog line. And I remember coming back and, uh, you know, she said to me, she goes, wow, you're not even sweating. I was like, well, I'm, I'm actually in pretty good shape. Mm. And she goes, like, what? I'm going to hit you with this broom. <laughs> Why don't you learn how to throw a rock across the hog line and then we'll talk. Who has? Don't be telling me who's out of shape. You can't even get it down this patch of ice. It's, uh, Give me a break. I've never curled before. I've always wanted to, like, it looks like. One of those things I would try for shits and giggles more than something I would get into on the on the regular. But I don't know. It looks fun. It's, it's giant Crokino. Yeah, it depends who you play with. So Crokino I can play sitting Sometimes, down, so you like know, uh, I get to play with my wife and a couple of my friends. So I have some neighbors that live down the street. And sometimes we're able to sort of coordinate where we all get to play together. Right. And then uh, we'll stomp a team. <laughs> You know, and we have lots of fun and, um, it, I mean, it's supposed to be a, a respectful game. So is, there's no chirping or anything like that, no, but, uh, you know, out. when you, when you kind of gather for a bit at your end and they're not too close, like you kind of like, exactly ripping them, we have fun, but the drinking afterwards is always phenomenal. Well, that's the best part of that sport. It's one of very few sports where you get to drink while it's happening. Do you watch the mixed? They've added the mixed curling into the Olympics. That's kind of cool for whatever reason it. It feels a little more like high paced for whatever. It's like two on two instead of four on four or however that works. In- I haven't watched that yet. So I did watch, um, I watched the Scotties before the Briars. Um, if there's a mix that's happening, I would definitely watch it. I'm watching it more now because uh, I ran my mouth as I usually do and said <laughs> I'm better than I am. And so I've been invited by a friend to play at the Perry at the Ottawa Curling Club, which right. is kind of a bit of a. A fancier curling uh, tournament. You're not going to be able to drink, sweep with one hand, drink with the other. Yeah, yeah. So I got to represent. So for me, uh, it was it was interesting watching curling to see what's possible. You're watching these pros, you know, play and say, "Geez, really? I would never have thought to have tried to make that shot." Right. To you know maybe do like a you know a triple takeout or something sure. like that. It's like how is that even possible, or how are you even getting it around? But Apparently it's possible some of these thoughts that they're making. So at least in my head, I'm like, I can dream big now and try that. Mm-hmm. And especially if I'm the guy throwing the stone, it's up to everybody else to sweep it <laughs> sweep in. that into existence <laughs> for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I I do kind of like I appreciate the the strategy of it, right? Like you're standing down there and you're looking at those three or four rocks in your way, and somebody's just like, oh, if we do this, that'll knock into that, and that'll knock that one out. And you're like, sure. Like, it's like pool. Give that a shot. It's I, like pool. Yeah, but it, it reminds me more of Crokino. Okay. Uh, do you know Crokino? I don't think I. Uh, I don't think that I've heard. It's of this, 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 yeah, I, a thousand percent. You've seen it at some point. It's just this shitty tabletop. 
and there's a hole in the middle, and you have your little round discs on each side, and we flick them, but there's little pegs between you and the hole. Oh, okay, okay. And okay. one gets close to the hole, so you flick yours just to get the other guys out of there before you try. It's tabletop curling is all it is. Like, okay. That's the two that I associate together is, is mm-hmm. Crocono and, uh, and curling. But I, and mainly I get that from looking at the, there's always that camera when you're watching it on TV, that's like straight down over the house. And I'm like, that's, that's just Crocono and Crocono is great. Cause I can just sit there. Like I don't have to do things. I can hold a beer that's it. and flick with the other. <laughs> you don't have to worry about, can I actually bend my knees? Right. Like I'm not going to tear a hamstring. This like Crocono. <laughs> can this happen? Yeah. It's funny. And I've, it's happened to me, but uh, I'm not the only one that this has happened to that when I was in the, uh, the early, um, early lessons of this developmental league, like people trying to sort of get into that, you know, lunge position, yes. getting ready to throw the stone <laughs> and we're all falling over and uh, trying to find our balance and not being as flexible as we once were. It was, it was something. Uh, how long have you been in the league? How long have you been doing this? Uh, when it started, it started, so it's, it's a full season okay. or a full year, I guess. Is this your first year? Yeah, first yeah. year. So okay. uh, I've taken to it. All right. I got to get like a little uh, broom cozy now because my buddy's got one that's like a little, it's a, it's a moose. So I want to get something cooler. There was a movie, wasn't it like Men with Brooms, yeah. I think. It was on. Yeah, I had, uh, isn't that Leslie Nielsen was in there? Probably. If it was funny, Leslie Nielsen was probably in it. Like he's. Uh, we got one more here to crack into uh, while we continue to cruise along. And uh, for, I don't know, for a Monday night, set quite a pace here, but. That's what happens. Listen, it's uh, it's boss level. So the uh, the last one is uh, uh, the Cranshaws, our spruce ale. Um, decidedly my favorite of the three. It's a seasonal that we do. Okay. Um, it uh, it tastes like spruce, and I am. So this will be like exciting. Spring. So if people do follow uh, follow us from this this broadcast after and, and want to see uh, how we're doing with our spruce ale mm-hmm. um, and want uh, constant updates, obviously they should follow us on Instagram and at and Beer Co. Yep. Uh, I am going to submit this to the Prairie Awards. We are actually okay. requested to submit uh, our beer uh, for a free entry and I'm not doing it because, you know, it's free, but I'm always about keeping my cost down. Yeah, of course. The, uh, the Prairie Awards, uh, what they want to do is they've recognized that Canada does not have a legitimate beer category for a beer style. So what does that mean? They don't have a legitimate category. When, when you, um, have all the, these Canadian beer awards or the right. North American beer awards or the world beer awards, you know, there'll be a beer like the IPA. That's interesting. Which is, uh, you know, people say, well, that's that's a style that came out of America. Or oh, you have like, you know. An Canada Ita- doesn't have a yeah. category. Yeah, you have an Italian lager. Well, clearly it's from Italy. Right. There are no unique beer styles that have, you know, originated in Canada, so they want to be the first. And uh, spruce beers came out of Canada, but it's never been a category. So... They've got um, uh, an organization that does uh, like uh, taster testing or judge testing. It's the BJCP or whatever it is that if you want to become like a certified beer judge, you go through this organization and it's out of the, uh, the, the United States that they're coming up and they're doing a whole big thing about it. And they're looking at actually introducing this as the first, you know, Canadian style and maybe it all works out so that the Prairie Awards are looking for people that make spruce beers like we do. Right. 
and saying, well, please submit That's it. That's uniquely it's, Canadian. Yeah. So the Prairie Awards is this as simple as it sounds? They're based out on the prairies and yeah, I think it's I think maybe it's I want to say it's Manitoba maybe. Um, I I bookmarked it on my Facebook and I thought that you know what it's actually a pretty good idea. It would be nice if we had a style of our own and we've been making this one for a while and it's one that either you love it or you hate it. Like it it has a very unique flavor, it but does. it does for me it's one I really dig and yeah. uh, I'm proud of the beer. I'm going to send it down. Um, with with no expectations because there's a lot of great Canadian breweries that are putting out spruce beers. Obviously, mine's the best, but Obviously. it just depends. <laughs> it, the judges may have like lip cancer or something, so they might not be able to get <laughs> the full nuance of this beer right. accurately, you know. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, it, it just to, to enter into it, I think there's an opportunity there to maybe hopefully create a little bit of um, exposure for, for our industry and maybe even for my brewery. Yeah. So that'd be good times. So I should have mentioned earlier on when we were talking about it, I think that's the first time I've had the Bijou since the first batch, like when you put it in the calendar. IPAs aren't typically where I go first, right? I, I, I'm a dark beer guy. I like crazy shit where you're, is there coconut in that? Yeah, give me that, right? Like I want to try that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so that does not taste that Bijou the way I remembered it tasting. It's, it's very different. And you explained that a little while ago. I'm not sure that I've ever had this one before, the spruce. And I thought I'd tried everything or the Cranshaw's here, right? This, I think this is the first time I've tried it. And I thought I'd tried everything out of your brewery. It's very different than what I would have expected it to be, but it does kind of have that like almost like spring in Canada kind of flavor to it, right? Like it, it I want to be careful here because I don't want to misrepresent what it is. It's not maple syrup. It's spruce. But it reminds me of maple syrup season. Like, does that make sense? Like, yeah, like when you, if you walk through the forest and uh, fortunately, like where, where I live, like we back onto some uh, green space mm-hmm. and I usually find in spring, if I'm sitting on the, uh, the, the back deck, like you get that nose of new growth yeah. from the trees. And there's a lot of spruce trees behind our house right. and, um, uh, you know, cedars and uh, what else do we have back there? There's, um... Weed. Pine trees. No, it's never any. It's no weed. I gave all those plants to one of my neighbors down the street, and he he he, t- he tends to them for me now. I was told not to have them in my yard. Yeah, good I don't know who told me. I couldn't. Someone I know, close to the family. Yeah, yeah, good call. Uh, but this is interesting. Like it, this isn't at all what I would have expected. I'm sure at some point I have had it before, but I've done a thousand and fifty episodes of this show. It's it depends of, too when beers. I slip that beer in too. Like if it's always the the last beer, then mm-hmm. based on what we've done on some sh- or some shows, like yeah. you probably didn't remember it because you're <laughs> wasted. We re- we talk often about the first time you brought in the Percy Mapleton, <laughs> and uh, didn't give us the heads up that that had a little extra kick to it, and we would just sat there and we each put away like I don't know four or six of them or whatever. You by the end of it, like. Jesus Christ, <laughs> feeling it, drunk now. little feeling it. And uh, yeah, that one was uh, a little higher alcohol to it that you just didn't give us that top one. So. There is a, uh, and I don't, I'm slowly removing myself from Twitter. Good call. Um, and over the holidays. I'm still married to it. I have to, I have to get it together. It's a bad scene. Yeah, I just have to figure out what uh, my exit strategy is. Yeah. It could just be cold turkey, shut everything down. I did that with LinkedIn because I thought, what a waste of time LinkedIn is for me. Yeah. So I got off LinkedIn. Okay. 
but Twitter's the next one. But the over the holidays, over the Christmas holidays, um, you know, just some stuff popped up, and I was bored and drinking, so I looked at it, <laughs> and it was somebody who said all his, Twitter. I'm just bored his and worst beer experience. Oh no. Of the year, mm-hmm. or one of them, was our Percy Mapleton. Beca- really? Because there was no maple flavor. And he was griping about oh, come on. He was man. like, in the name, it's Percy Mapleton. And you put that in a name, my expectation is there's going to be maple flavor. <laughs> and I said, yeah, but there's like, in my, I didn't even respond. I was just like, you know what? Fair, fair point. Maybe that was misleading or. Maybe they're stupid. But there's so, a description. Yeah, like it was my Halloween beer, and this right. guy was a horrible human being. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm sorry his name had maple in it, but if you read the whole story. That's right. And so, in it, it said, there's no maple in this beer, you know, and it's. Uh, uh, subjectively true. That's, I, I, I've always been one of those people who, if you tell me specifically, like, let's just use Mr. Brown has gone coconuts. If you put that in the title. I expect that's going to be. I don't want hints of it or traces of it. Hit me, bring it. That's what we're doing here. That's what I. But that's just the guy's name. Percy Mapleton was. Yeah, it's not even no, like I was saying Percy in small font and then no, super ex, exactly you know, huge font. That's Maple just somebody I could have shitting all over it for the all the wrong reasons, right? Yeah. Like it's. We I had a couple weeks ago a habanero beer on the pod, and I'm like. That's not my scene, but I appreciate what you did here. That brought the habanero to it, right? Like I, that's what I want. I want you, if it says that on the label, bring it. But you have to understand the difference between somebody's name and Man. a flavor advertisement. Yeah, so. I'm thinking now. So if, if for your viewers that can't see the beer, like we're for the Bijou, there's a unicorn on it. Right. So if people are seeing that, they're thinking, okay, did Andy grind up a unicorn and put that in there? <laughs> yes, like is the expectation yes, from people? Well, only only one hoof, right. but okay. the horn remained intact. <laughs> yeah, we want that to keep growing, so we do grate some off with a very blunt cheese grater. <laughs> okay. Yeah, people at that point look. If you don't like a beer, fine, but to complain about it not well. And the the just thing a was total misunderstanding. Even, even his comments on the beer is like the beer was actually pretty good. Yeah. Well, then <laughs> why don't you just settle? But down, you should dude? call it something else. It's like <laughs> that ruined your whole beer experience. Like yeah. just a anyway. That was a great beer. People. That's why I want to get off Twitter because it's just nonsense. No, it's nonsense yeah. there. <laughs> I'm too. I, I'm. I'm very triggered now. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> don't go there. If you're easily triggered at a vulnerable person. <laughs> Yeah, if your ha- if your name happens to be Johnny Mustard and you do something crazy, and I fifty years later name a beer after you, it's not necessarily because it's going to be a mustard beer. That's it. It's, it's just uh, your name. Enjoy this Dijon Lager. Um. <laughs> <laughs> As we start to wind her down, let's let's uh, recap what's coming up. We got uh, the Euchre tournament. Hit us with the details again because it starts this Thursday, the sixteenth. It uh, begins at 6 uh, p.m., ends at 8 p.m. Uh, there's four 30-minute games, and uh, basically we shut the game down even if it's not finished, mm-hmm. and we basically just uh, total the points from each of the teams. Your points for the evening would be cumulative, okay? and the team with the most points that night wins uh, a $20 uh, gift certificate for drinks uh, next week. Nice. Uh, over the four-week tournament, points are, are totaled for the championship prize. Mm. Uh, a $25 gift card for each of the players uh, at uh, Odds and Sods. It's a uh, it's a music store, lots of vinyl, CDs, super awesome uh, yeah. T-shirts there. 
Um, you get a 12 pack of beer from, uh, from Nita and you get this great, uh, record, uh, carrying bag from odds and sods to take your gift card and your beer home in. We've got a Mahjong tournament, anything like that coming up? A little I could do it. Back in. Yeah. yeah. If you want to, uh, Mahjong a tournament for me, <laughs> like organize that, I would host it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'll just bring my N64 down there. We'll have a, a Mario Kart tournament or something. We I'm, have the Switch. I would dominate. We have the, uh, actually, we, we haven't really sort of promoted this, but it's, we're slowly kind of trying to get it organized, mm-hmm. is having a, a Mario Kart tournament at nice. the brewery. That's amazing. So now all we do is we say it's a Nintendo Switch Saturdays. It's always free popcorn. Sure. Come in. You can bring your own controllers or just use ours. We have a couple of games. You can bring your games if you want. <laughs> uh, and you're playing on a 10-foot screen. Wow. It's massive. It's yeah, pretty awesome. To, it's crazy. <laughs> Back for a while there, I remember this became a thing for a while that you could like rent a theater at like your local Cineplex or or whatever, and they had the Xbox hooked up, and so it was like for birthday parties and shit for kids. Like you could play Golden Eye or whatever you wanted to do on on that movie theater sized Tetris. <laughs> okay, Andy's showing his age here just a little bit. But <laughs> that happened. That game's timeless. It's NHL '94 or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Um, that kind of stuff is really cool. You come in and, and do that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I was in there a couple months ago now picking up a keg or whatever, and they were coming around bringing the, the popcorn, but you guys are doing like real food now too, starting up. We do make pizza right now. Nice. That's the one thing we make. We have cheese pizza. Okay. Pepperoni pizza. Yeah. And you can add bacon or green olives to either of those pizzas. There's nothing I want more when I'm drinking. Honestly, like that's just going to soak up and allow me to continue a good time mm. is pizza, right? Yeah. Like that's the thing that I want while I'm having beers. But uh, as a PSA for your listeners, okay. uh, popcorn is much healthier and it's free. Okay. Just well, saying. There is that. Yeah. 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 I was told to lose weight. More so syntax. I love popcorn. <laughs> so popcorn is actually, and it's, popcorn is amazingly filling. I've never found that. It's, I, although it's I needed. True. It's mine doused in butter and yeah, don't do that. That's that is more caloric. Yeah, so yeah no, just, it's not good anymore. You just put on the uh, the flavor call or flavor yeah. call or whatever. <laughs> Cancer is so good. <laughs> and uh, on Friday the seventeenth, from noon till eleven, or noon until it's over, St. Patty's Day. Until I say it's over, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so It'll be going three, quite four a in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I had a good, yeah, the, the St. Patrick's Day party will be good fun. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping when people do show up, they, they bring their, uh, their St. Patty's spirit, yep. get dressed up in green. And, um, hey, if any of your listeners, if this gets posted before. Uh, going out to, uh, first thing tomorrow morning. Nice. That have a line on, um, there's a game at one o'clock and I want to say it's the St. Patrick's versus the St. Patrick's. But it's two Irish-sounding names, and it's hosted by the Irish uh, foot, uh, Football League. Okay. So it's the St. Patrick's something and the St. Patty Pat Pat's other thing. I was going to stream the game at the brewery, yeah. but then it was like 170 euro, and I was like... Yeah, fuck that. Ah, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> it's a bit much. That's crazy. But if somebody's already streaming it but wants to watch it on my 10-foot screen, okay, yeah. I'll buy them a couple of beers. There you go. That's a beers. good deal. Good deal. Actually, you got to log in anyway. They could drink for free all day. Nice. Um, save money. I got uh, <clears throat> a slightly different St. Pat's outfit. I'm almost embarrassed already that I've called it an outfit. But the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs used to be known as the Toronto St. Pat's. That's it. So I have the uh, the classic 
St. Pat's jersey well, that may make an appearance down at the brewery as on, it should uh, on Friday. That's that the one the one day year makes sense to bust it out. And so. uh, will you be wearing your green uh, crotchless boxers? Obviously. I mean, when else are those going to be? That and the shirt. That's it. That's all. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be quite a show. <laughs> so putting that out there, and now I know it's going to be a full house. Yeah. Uh, avoid the TCA Instagram page for that day. <laughs> it's going to be a bad scene, but, uh, or Twitter. Yeah. Just, yeah. you don't want to see all those hurtful things. No, <laughs> I'm curvy and I like it. Okay. <laughs> um, always great when you come in, man. I uh, appreciate you making the time. Appreciate the pints as always. And, uh, yeah, at the Euchre tournament, the next four weeks run in, check that out. Uh, we will make sure all the links are in our show notes at tallcanaudio.com or wherever you're hearing us right now on your podcast app. Uh, all the links are in there if you want to get signed up for the Euchre tournament or, uh, yeah, 12 o'clock starting on Friday, the, uh, the St. Patrick's day party. And if you want to get your hands on some of that, um, tears of a Sasquatch, I highly recommend you jump on ahead of time. Make sure you get that ordered at, uh, needabeer.com because it is, oh, it's good. It's been too long, man. It's been at least two years since I've had some of that. Mm. Mm. Well, mm. thank you for the, uh, grunt. <laughs> Men drinking beer. <laughs> Thank you for that wonderful endorsement. 100%, man. You're new at this. You're supposed to fill the airtime for me while I sip on my beer. Oh, Is sorry. <laughs> well, there'll be, uh, there'll be, uh, you'll put some, um, some King Missile in the background. Like the detachable <laughs> penis. Detachable It'll just penis. be like coming w- in and out, in and out. Well, this will be, yeah. well, be my, <laughs> yeah. The one reason not to wear the crotchless green boxers. That's it. Slightly worried. Well, you don't want to lose it. I don't want right? to. It's have, detachable. Yeah. That's. Freaks me out a little bit. So, uh, Andy Nita, appreciate you coming in, man. Thanks for inviting me, man. Um, we probably should have mentioned earlier on, if you're unfamiliar, and again, all of this will be in the show notes, but the brewery's at 190 Colonnade Road, if you want to check out the Euchre Tournament or the uh, the St. Paddy's Day Party, uh, at Nita Beer Co. on social media and nitabeer.com if you want to pre-order that Tears of a Sasquatch. Uh, I've already pre-ordered mine, so... Uh, I'm now willing to give that address out. I don't need people ahead of me in line. But That's it. That was a boss move. Yeah, no, you don't. Move. I'm not new here, man. <laughs> Get your own order before you put it out to the masses. Andy, thanks for coming in, man. Appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me, Matt. We'll wind this one down here. Stick around later on this week. Don't forget, Steve Bunda is going to be back in here from uh, TSN 1200. We'll be talking all kinds of UFC with him. Uh, it's It's been a busy time around the mixed martial arts world, so we'll get into a lot of that, plus tons more. Uh, when he's in here for the next episode of Tall Can Audio. For Andy Nita, my name's Matt Robinson. We'll see you next time. What the hell is that? Number one bullshit. Oh, number one bullshit. Why are you so pissy?